Hi everyone, we are slowly gathering for the call. Together we are we are organizing tonight a very we hope very we hope uh, as we can as relaxed as we can a discussion about what's the situation right now in uh, in Ukraine and not only. Uh, my name is Diana Filimon. I'm an activist from Romania and uh, this young global board member. And uh, we are very privilege to to share uh, very close relationships with people amazing people from from Ukraine friends of ours collaborators and uh, we are very happy that they can join tonight it's uh, it's not the the way we want it to be <laughs> our next meeting online but this is the situation right now and uh, we at DCN Global we really feel that the stories of the people should be shared because War is not something that happens just on Twitter and on the TV news. It's it, it changes people's lives, lives all over the world, and we need to know what is happening and to better understand and to to be close to them and help them as much as we can. Tonight is not just a discussion about uh, what is the situation in Ukraine. It's also the launch of a project which is very close to us. It's a project about sh uh, sharing glimpses of the lives of people in Ukraine who are uh, still in Ukraine, who have managed to live. And uh, Humans for Ukraine, as we called it, it's a campaign in which we want to spread the world about the world about what's happening very close to, to some of us and very close to the entire world, taking into consideration what this war is doing to the to this planet. So whatever you feel like sharing from Ukraine, we invite you to share with us on thisyanglobe.gmail.com. It can either be a, a short paragraph of what you're going through or a picture or a video, whatever you feel like it expresses and what like the world should know about your your situation and Ukraine situation. And I will stop here and let Aura, my, my, my colleague from DCN Global, to to talk also a bit about how 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 does she feel that this war is impacting um, her life and the ones close to her and then we ha we have to start uh, discussing with our very dear guests tonight. Aura, thank you, Diana. Good evening, everyone. Um, yes, this is a very sad, um, very sad gathering. Um, I would, I would use the word sad because I was uh, saying to Diana that this is definitely not something I thought I would see in my lifetime. Um, it's definitely not something we thought we would see in 2022. Um, it, it felt as though, you know, the direction that the world was going was really focused on the future and becoming a global community and togetherness. And so, you know, this war, as much as it's happening in Ukraine, um, in Europe, I'm based in Zimbabwe, the most southern part of Africa. Um, but it touched me very deeply. I feel because of the internet, I feel like it's very, very close to home. Um, you know, we, we live in a borderless society now where we're all just humans and global citizens. So this has been um, rocked my world personally very hard. Um, I was awake, I was following very closely the developments um, that were happening in Ukraine leading up to when um, the war actually started, when the invasion on Ukraine started. Um, and I actually saw the tweet, like, as as I was following, um, I think it was uh, CNN, 
and I saw the tweet 6am in the morning and my heart just broke and I remember the first thing I did is I just posted about the flag and a lot of my friends a lot of people in my circle were like where is this country what is happening and there was a lot of ignorance in the beginning around the war it also felt as though maybe it's not even real um you know there was also a, a, a huge sense of disinformation where people were like well no it's just a it's not real it's just a hoax it's just the internet you know it, it felt so surreal from the outside because it was like war in europe how um until you know reality really set in and we started to get you know live updates and we started to see you know pictures and see the videos of the air raid sirens and that was really chilling so um of course, being part of DCN Global, we do have colleagues and we have uh, the DCN Ukraine community. So, of course, it felt a lot more close to home than the average African. But um, I think that's all I'm going to share for now around my feelings around what's happening in Ukraine. I stand with Ukraine and I would love the war to stop. And I hope that this conversation, I know it's one of many, but hopefully we can at least paint a human picture of what's happening and be able to connect beyond just reading what we see on the internet or on the TV. So that's all I have to share for now. Um, Diana, I think we can go straight into hearing what our speakers on the ground have to say. Yeah, definitely. Tatiana, you are here with us, and uh, I will ask you first to talk because I know time is very limited for all of you. And uh, we were really, really nervous knowing and contacting you, how we will find you and how will you make time in all this chaos to, to also talk to us. But I think it's really important that you are heard. Tatiana, if you can share with us where you yeah, are. Yeah. And uh, th thank you, Diana. Yeah. It's very important for us to feel support, frankly speaking, because we are really tired. Um, I'm safe. Uh, I'm in Lviv now because uh, our broadcasting is from here. Reserved uh, studio is here, but many of my colleagues work in uh, all points that are very dangerous now in Kyiv, in Kharkiv, in Donbass, in Odessa, and others. Uh, how situation looks like uh, today? We see uh, one week uh, of this uh, active phase of war. Uh, war we spend, and. Uh, uh, the specific of situation is that we have both on the ground and on air operation by Russia. So they attack on the one hand by uh, planes and uh, rockets air to air, uh, air air to ground, sorry. And on the other hand, they attack by armored vehicles and uh, tanks on the ground. It is uh, combined. And uh, these prob problematic points, there are uh, many of, of these points. Because we are a big country, as you know, and every day, uh, both in all many, many cities uh, which are very big, we have problems, we have shelling. Today, uh, the last one, uh, we have uh, a house uh, in Chernihiv that was fired by uh, a rocket, and in Sumy, and yesterday near Kyiv, very many damages. Borodyanka, Kyiv, Hatne, these are small. Uh, cities near uh, Kyiv, uh, you know, like um, like satellites, small small cities, and we thought uh, the situation there will be calmer. And in fact, it is now center of uh, military actions. Uh, some cities are uh, quiet, 
And uh, there are no shellings there, mostly uh, on the uh, western part of Ukraine. Here in Lviv, we have regular signals of uh, air attack. But uh, in fact, strikes were only at the first day uh, when uh, Putin started this attack. They striked uh, airports in western Ukraine, uh, military airports. And the other day, uh, there were no strikes. Uh, so we keep in touch with many damages. Borodyanka, Kyiv, Hatne, these are small, small uh, cities near uh, Kyiv, uh, you know, like, um, like satellites, small, small cities, and we thought uh, the situation there will be calmer. And in fact, it is now center of uh, military actions. Uh, some cities are uh, quiet, and uh, there are no shellings there, mostly uh, on the uh, western part of Ukraine. Here in Lviv, we have regular signals of uh, air attack. But uh, in fact, strikes were only at the first day uh, when uh, Putin started this attack. They striked uh, airports in western Ukraine, uh, military airports. And the other day, uh, there were no strikes. Uh, so we keep in touch with our report on the gr ground uh, in Kiev in other cities and um, try to inform. Today we have very hard situation with Mariupol. If you, if you know, it is uh, a port sea, a port uh, town near Azov Sea in Donetsk region. And today it was isolated by uh, Russian forces. And we have uh, no communication with our journalists and at all with any of citizen of Mariupol, you cannot find uh, nobody by phone or by internet because there are no phone connection and no internet connection. And humanitarian situation is terrible there because they are being shelled uh, all the day. There are no electricity in the city and we have information only from people who uh, could leave this city. Uh, two of our uh, people who we know they left uh, Mariupol today, and we know situation from them. But w what is good, what we see, uh, we did not uh, think that so big resistance of civil people will be. We saw so great resistance uh, every day. We see it in different cities, and it is amazing, because, um, as you know, for long years, uh, Putin's propaganda, they told that uh, Donbass should be Russian, or Ukrainian South should be Russian. And in fact, uh, there were many uh, sympathy to pro-Russian political parties there. It was really a problem. And now there is no this problem at all, because uh, people are so patriotic, both in Kherson, in, uh, in Kharkiv, they hate uh, Russians. I need to, to tell it, because it is, it is fact. And we see it every day when people in uh, ordinary Ukrainian cities, big and small cities, they stop Russian columns of armored vehicles, they break them, they burn them, both uh, with weapons or without weapons. Some of uh, people prepare firing, um, how to call it, cocktails, sales of uh, Molotov, they are very popular uh, now. Uh, it is mix mixture to fire uh, armored uh, vehicles and uh, tanks. But some of people are without weapons, they uh, go out only with uh, flags, uh, Ukrainian. So the resistance uh, goes on and hope we will win, of course. 
Thank yeah, you. hope is very, very important and is what makes the difference many times in a conflict. Uh, I would also uh, want to share with all the listeners with us right now that more than a few dozens uh, stories we already received from, from Ukraine and from people who who got out of Ukraine are already on all our social media channels. So follow this in global wherever you feel more comfortable with on social media and uh, read the stories, share the stories, because it's very important that they reach out, just like Tatiana's stories earlier. And uh, Diana, uh, also... if, if I may, uh, one yes. thing I, I led about uh, losses, it is important. Uh, what, what do we have official now? Uh, Ukraine states that we lost 2,000 civil uh, people died uh, during this uh, first uh, week. Uh, we don't know military losses of Ukraine because, as I understand, it is a state policy. Do not talk about that uh, till the war ends. But uh, maybe you heard that uh, Ukraine states about great uh, losses of Russia. Uh, they uh, name for, for today 9,000 Russian soldiers killed. And of course, uh, not all uh, people can believe in it because it is a very uh, huge uh, losses and Russia denies that. They uh, say only about 500 uh, died. As journalists, we could not, could not uh, cannot check each soldier, of course. But there are so many facts that shows that losses uh, take place and they are very big because we have uh, so many columns of uh, military technique burned and also uh, dead soldiers are filmed, uh, many and many. Thank you all. Thank you so much, Tatiana. And just before, uh, just before we, you finish, I would like to ask you one thing. What impressed you the most in a positive way during this horrible week? Do you have something on your mind that uh, stayed with you? Uh, as I told, it is a uh, uh, behavior of civilians. I am really amazed of that, of these proud people. And uh, I'm sad when, when I think that uh, I am safe and people there are in danger near Kiev because it is uh, my, uh, my city, uh, my homeland. And this... Uh, small city of Bucha near Kyiv, it is my homeland and it is now the point where hard uh, fighting takes place. I'm really proud of that people, really. Thank you so much for sharing and stay safe and uh, or, or every, anything we can do to help, please, please tell. Thank you tell. all. Now I would like to invite Melania, if you're uh, if you're here with us yes, and uh, ready, hi, please share if you can where you are and how does this day find you? Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm sorry for my voice. I'm uh, gradually losing it these days. Um, I'm currently in Lviv. I'm helping coordinate the uh, sending of military aid from the border to, to Kiev to one of the uh, warehouses of military funds. Um, it is uh, it is insanely difficult. It is uh, it's exhausting. Uh, but I'm not. Uh, that's not just my sentiment. Everybody around me and everybody uh, uh, I know is keeping busy with help and or or in hiding. Um, I'm just. Uh, I've just been listening President Zelensky's um, speech, interview, briefing, if you will, um, and uh, it it doesn't look doesn't look good. What I mean by that is uh, we're staying strong. It's going to be okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. We will survive. That's what we've done for the entirety of our uh, existence. 
It's just that um, he said something that resonates with me very deeply. He said, I asked for sanctions earlier than they came, and it w- and they only came when they started bombarding Kiev. And now I'm asking for closed sky, and I'm being told that it's impossible now. Well, how how much time has to pass, and what has to happen in order for our partners to make that uh, crucial decision for us? And so, um, at this point, that uh, in time, I can only say that Ukrainians, you would know how appreciative Ukrainians are of everything, of the sanctions, of whatever West has done. It is helping, and I think in the long run, it will help, obviously. But now, it seems like. Uh, it seems like Putin has completely lost his touch with the reality, completely. Um, and I don't think this is going to end anytime soon, sadly. I don't, I, I'm sorry for making these predictions, but that's how, just how I feel. And now, especially, we need all the support we can, uh, including something so risky and so dangerous as closed sky. Because, well, they're never going to stop. They, they, they know that, I mean... We are not a threat to Russia in a militaristic way, you know. We just we are just a country that wants to live apart from them. We chose our own path. We um um we 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 chose the European part, the Western part, the, the values based part of the world. Um, and that way it just so happens that we are not protecting just our women or children and civilians and military. It just happened to be that we're protecting the civilized part of the world as well. And I sincerely hope, I really hope that this is understood. By, by the people who make these decisions. And I really hope that we can achieve some kind of, you know, uh, that we can get more support that will be very um, productive in terms of uh, air protection. Because, well, I'm currently in Lviv and it's relatively safe here for now. And I, I'm very, <laughs> I feel very lucky and very um, almost entitled, if you will. But uh, he's not going to stop. He's not going to stop. And the, the very fact that one of the people said before in the beginning of this, I think it was Aura, she said that who could have thought that this might have happened in 21st century somewhere in Europe? Well, yeah, I, I completely um, I completely feel that sentiment. And that's why it's everybody's business now. And I hope that this war is everybody's business. And uh, um, we're, we're really we're relying our, on our partners because... This is a very heavy load, and we carry this load with dignity, but we cannot stay alone in this. Thank you. Melania, thank you so much for, for sharing it with us. And as I did with uh, with Tatiana before, I would like to ask you what stayed with you as a positive gesture or moment during this last week, a human, a human moment during the last week. Do you remember something specifically? Um, it's easy, it's difficult um, to say. Um, I guess I mean I'm very I'm very proud of Ukrainians. So I think that's already been said. I'm 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 extremely proud. I've seen this picture of of a couple of people uh, with disabilities on the wheelchairs preparing Molotov cocktails in Kiev, and uh, this just shows that you know everybody everybody wants to take their part. And everybody wants to help, and this 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 strikes me as something amazing. And um, I also sympathize. I want to tell you a short story. Um, I went to uh, to a railway station yesterday. I was sending off some stuff to Kiev, and I I saw people from other cities coming leave, and uh, they all have that thing called uh, what the thousand mile stare. I mean, the entire has PTSD now. Uh, but I've seen ridiculous uh, acts of humility on the part of these tired, of these deeply worried, troubled people. 
they help each other carry their bags they help each other get up on the from the train they they don't make chaos they move in orderly fashion uh it's just it 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 makes me really really proud of of my nation and uh, i think these people deserve uh not only to be safe but they deserve everything uh, for for their even those small acts of humility like letting giving a hand to a grandma that is going down the stairs even though everybody's in a hurry to go to the cars and travel abroad um these things show what ukrainians are and i think this 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 shows that we belong we belong in the west and we belong in the civilized world and and we must be protected at all costs thank you so much ora <laughs> giving the mic to you now thank you thank you melania you know as you were as you were speaking there's something that you said um you know around how help is being called for i'm paraphrasing and it's coming really late and it's ironic that we're in a twitter space with so many listeners over 100 listeners and i can't help but wonder are we really listening and i think i think the world needs to listen you know not just to listen because we can hear you to listen to understand and to listen to act so um thank you so much for sharing your story and i'm going to ask uh, yulia if you're still with us um if you um could lend your voice to our discussion how are you today how are you feeling can you share with us and and just sort of share a bit about your experience thank you or good evening everyone good evening diana and all the dcm community hi melania Uh, yesterday I came to Lviv last night actually so I hope we will meet soon here in Lviv when it's comparatively safe so actually the day of the starting of the war uh, found me in Carpathian mountains so I was just having a rest in Carpathians of course we heard lots of warnings from our foreign like um, partners about Putin preparing for a war and uh, we were anticipating some terroristic attacks uh, probably escalation of the conflict on donbas but uh, comparatively few people imagined that there would be the full scale war here in ukraine actually i woke up on the 24th of february uh, and saw 150 messages in my uh, phone and i understood that something like that happened that actually that was true there was shelling all over the country in every oblast uh they bombed uh, the um, airports air stations anything connected with the military but now they went further and now they are killing civilians uh and actually uh, everything that we see right now could be called genocide according to the national humanitarian law cause uh it's uh, it's not uh, allowed actually to kill civilians under every pact russia also signed and uh, they are killing us because we are ukrainians who want to have our own country independent and as melania told i totally agree uh, to choose our own path to unite with europe and to unite with nato countries and actually uh, this is this is why it could be called genocide of the whole nation and i'm more than sure that putin will go further of course i do, just do not want to uh, make people fear but i'm sure he will go beyond and probably come to Lviv and beyond even you know uh, you all know the fact about the worst of pact uh, of the last century and i'm sure he would like to reunite with a huge empire so if we do not stop putin putin will go further into europe and cause casualties not only in ukrainian peaceful towns and cities but in whole europe as it is and uh, my heart is now in kiev 
despite I'm in Lviv, because there are lots of dear friends, male and female friends, who chose their path to take weaponry and uh, defend our capital from the Russian invaders. Uh, my relatives, my mom and dad, are now in Chernihiv region. As Tatiana told, it's constantly bombing, plus there are tanks, uh, and uh, they are always hearing shellings, afraid, and they like spend lots of time in basement. Uh, that's why, of course, I'm, I'm just terrified and devastated because of all the fact. But uh, what is noticeable uh, that everyone, almost every Ukrainian right now is doing something to approach to the victory, actually. We do believe we'll win here because it's our hometown, our homeland, and we're going to fight till the end here. It's not like the pathetic words because lots of people I know took weaponry, even if I couldn't have imagined they would do this but they did and this is remarkable i guess also as for sanctions i totally agree with melania that um so if they if the war is going further into europe of course the sky will be closed but why isn't it closed now uh, about ukraine we need to have more casualties over i really think that the casualties number is more than two thousand uh, people um, civilians, I mean, uh, of course, more because lots of bills today were destroyed, like uh, um, apartments, uh, private houses, etc., etc. Lots of people are buried under these old constructions. That's why we have a lot of casualties. And I don't know, really, I, I don't know what what else should we uh, wait for. What else should happen for us? Uh, receive not only sanctions, of course, they help. In the perspective, they will help. But as of now, not to lose a lot of people of Ukraine. And we definitely need the sky closed because, uh, like, if Russia goes further, they will destroy cities to the ground, uh, like Kharkiv today. We don't know what's going on in Mariupol right now. Probably it's also shelled to the ground and lots of buildings are destroyed. We're not afraid to rebuild our country. We're afraid to lose uh, the hope and lose like the the last inch of but we will uh, of course fight for this last inch for sure also here is the humanitarian catastrophe because lots of uh, cities are without any connection with the rest of the world i mean uh, no shops working no uh, medicine is delivered so lots of people can die just of hunger and uh, illnesses that's why it's it's crazy so uh, to resume this, now Ukrainian babies are hiding Europe from Russian invader because babies are also dying in basements, in buildings, whatever. But like, I don't want to end my story with the negative point. I need to share uh, one story happened to me yesterday. So I was waiting at the rail station for my train wheel for lots of time, and one lady came and gave me a cottage cheese bun. Just like she saw that I'm waiting, probably I fled from a, a, any city of Ukraine, actually, uh, to Lviv or to somewhere to hide from bombs. And she gave me this bun, like, because I, I probably looked hungry or devastated or whatever. And I understand that people are doing here the utmost, even more uh, than they can do just to approach to the victory. That, that's why European countries, uh, not only, all over the world should believe in Ukrainians, because what we are showing nowadays uh, is uh, really remarkable. Uh, these are the pages of the historian books which were printed next year. Thank you. Thank you so much, Julia. Uh, 
I I feel like most of the times in this war that I'm not doing enough. And I was talking uh, with some friends of mine, are we doing enough? So I would like to ask you, because we all have bystanders <laughs> syndrome, when because we look at what's happening and feel that we can be helpful, but we don't know what else to do. We, I would like to ask you both, Yula and Melania, what should we do as regular citizens all over the world how can we help you from our homes or workplaces? Melania. Um, there's this thing that I'm very afraid of, and this is where you can help, is that media, media, uh, news and everything, it comes in waves. So during the first wave, everybody is very excited and very helpful and very worried and very supportive. But then some time will pass and this will diminish and people will start to forget because we're in this for, for a long run that I'm sure of. And then some people will start finding some little, uh, you know, will be felt feeling a little discontent with certain things. Maybe they'll hear some fake news and, and the intention will start to diminish and then people will just get used to this and this will stop being a priority. Um, I sometimes, uh, I had a lot of interviews this week on big uh, US and uh, European media. And I, you know, when you have live streaming, you sometimes turn on and you still hear the previous program. I like stuff before you start speaking. And um, this is like a glimpse for me into a normal person's life. It's like morning talk shows, people call on air, tell them about their day, about their dog, about their friend. And it's heartbreaking because it's something that we won't be having for a very long time. But I'm so scared that this news and uh, our war is going to become less and less important and just people get used to things um so all i can yeah, ask you to do and everything you can do is make sure that you know whatever happens whatever if it goes on further if it gets worse um if it keeps getting staying longer that you keep the the media presence and then you try to keep this uh, this this war alive in western media in, among western population because uh, a very similar thing happened in 2014, when, when Russia invaded Crimea and then parts of eastern uh, oblasts of Ukraine, people after some time got used to it. And then with time, people stopped talking about Crimea and then stopped talking about the Russian invasion of eastern Ukraine. And it just became like a status quo. I know the situation is a bit different now with all the bombardment of one of the largest capitals of, of Europe. I'm just, I just know how, how these things work. And all I can ask you to do is make sure that this doesn't die. Because these things can happen, and that's also a very huge risk for us. So if you feel like you can be useful in that regard, that would be that's very much appreciated. Thank you, Melania. So keeping the flame alive. Julia, what do you think we can do? I totally agree with Melania. Plus, I would ask the whole community to keep pressure, to press the governments uh, to impose more sanctions and not to ease them at any price. Because, of course, sometimes uh, something will happen and people would think that, oh, okay, so the war is going to end soon. But it's not true because Putin will not actually stop. That's why the pressure should be done. So we saw all your support from all your uh, squares in Romania, in Netherlands, in Germany, everywhere in Europe and in the US uh, supporting us. And it was cool. And I'm sure the sanctions were actually imposed also because of you. And probably demanding closure of the sky in Ukraine could also be like that in this form. And uh, probably governments 
uh, could feel that people are for this. They are not against because I'm sure governments are afraid that their nations will not understand them and not support them and not vote for them in next elections. But probably this is a popular position and you should, uh, you could actually show that this is popular and this is the theme, historical thing you can do for Ukraine and the whole world. Thank you so much, Julia. Thank you, Melania. It's it's so good to hear you from there because you sent exactly the right message. And this is what I'm the most afraid also, that people would just get bored and get back to their normal, comfortable lives and forget that somewhere in, the, in, in this place of Europe, a war is going on in a shape or another, as you said. And uh, this is what we are doing. So before we, we move on, um, I would like to remind you all, share your stories, share the stories we have received in this EN Global on any social media you are comfortable with and uh, keeping the flame alive. Aura? Thank you. Thank you, Diana. Thank you, Melania and Julia. Um, I think, yeah, it's important to keep the conversation going. And, and it's, it's quite true that you do get um, I think social media fatigue, there's always something else trending, you know, and it's easy to forget that they're humans um, who are going through a very, very traumatic experience. Um, I do have sort of, I guess, the last question before we round this up would be to both of you, Melania and Yulia, the long-term effects of the war, because it's happening right now, but I feel like a lot of people maybe don't even truly understand the implications outside of economically because it has massive economic implications for the whole world i mean ukraine produces i think it's 30 percent of the world's wheat um gas and oil prices are going have already started shooting up worldwide over a hundred dollars a barrel so already we know that economically the whole world is going to feel the impact of this war um but I'm talking about the man on the ground, the, the child who's had to be born in a bunker, you know, the the mother who has lost her son. Um, what do you feel is the long-term impact of the war that we really need to keep in mind? Um, either of you can, can take this up first, maybe Yulia? There was something with connection. Could you please uh, repeat the last sentence? Okay, I was saying that um, the long-term effect of the war on the ordinary person in Ukraine, um, what do you think those are, you know, out of outside of economics? How do you think, you know, Ukraine yeah, yeah. has to be? Yeah, I got you. Thank you, Aura, for your question. Actually, uh, I could tell from my perspective, because uh, now I uh, escaped, actually, from Kiev to Lviv. So I need to find a place to live. And uh, uh, we are constantly working with my team. I worked before. I'm working not only with, like, I'm not helping not only this CN, but I'm working for the Dura Foundation. But uh, what we were doing, we were uh, dealing with judicial reform. And actually, right now, judicial reform is not the Ukraine. So that's why uh, my life will be changed completely. And now I'm volunteering, I'm helping uh, my friends to get weaponry ammunition, uh, as well as Melania. Melania is doing great to, to connect us with uh, all the Western help. I'm helping uh, people in Kyiv right now, uh, even uh, on a distance. So mm, I think that the life of every citizen will change here because we had perspectives, we were dreaming of something. Somebody collected money to buy a flat or to buy a car, 
and now all this ruined. I know lots of people who actually donated all the money they collected during their like uh, during their life uh, for army. So that means that we will a lot of people from Ukraine will start from the very beginning, and that means not only for, not only for people who flee from Ukraine to any other neighboring countries just to hide from the uh, devastation, devastating war. But, uh, whatever size and whatever format it is. In case Putin capture Ukraine, so our life will change forever. I can, I, I will not be able to live here at all because uh, I'm sure lots of people, active people who are volunteering now, who were doing reforms in Ukraine, like in our past life, you know, seven, eight years, eight days ago, uh, they will uh, definitely become the enemies of the regime if the regime is changed. That's why I will need to leave the country as well as Melania, as well as Tatiana and lots of people um, in our country. So that's why war is not something like we are uh, watching uh, on a distance. War is uh, the thing that is ruining our lives right now. Thank you. I'll just add uh, three points. Uh, first one is to do with what Yula said, and it's not because I worry about myself. I have come to terms with that. Um, I will be a little more, less, a little less diplomatic than Yulia. In case Russia reaches here, and in case we won't be able to evacuate if that happens, Yulia, I, and every other civic activist that I know will die. That is what's going to happen. Uh, in case Russia captures the entirety of Ukraine, me, everybody you know, these names you know of activists who've been vocal as Russia for eight years, everybody has a position, will be captured and will be killed. And there will be no reforms, even if Ukraine is ever fine again. And there will be no good people. This is something that um, I've come to terms with, and uh, this is something that everybody has to realize as well. They kill people with a position, and especially position like that one. They kill their own citizens, and they will not hesitate to kill Ukrainians. They do now. They kill children. Children have no position. Imagine what will they, what will we, what will they do to the people who have a position. So that's a thing to keep in mind. Second one is I would like to touch on something, or I would say, as I said before, and it is important. Uh, it's probably something that people in the West will understand better. What you said about grain imports and whatnot. In two weeks, we are about, we are about to have we have the start of the season, of sowing season, grain, wheat, anything. And I don't know if we, will, if we will be able to do that. And that means that, yes, in fact, the entire West that relies on Ukraine for produce will be short of that. Uh, and that, that kind of uh, comes up to the third point I was about to make, is that um, if Russia is, is allowed to keep doing what they're doing, and if it's not stopped, um they will just know then that they're allowed basically anything, which will mean that they will not hesitate to, pro pro to continue this, this war further up the border. Polish people know that very well. Lithuanian people know it very well, Baltic states. People who have borders with Russia know it very well. Uh, you're not, you're not uh, having to deal with a politician here, you're having uh, to deal with a maniac. And it's not like he's scared of anything, you can see that. Everybody keeps saying that, you know, we should prevent World War III from happening. It is happening. It is happening. He won't stop if he feels like he's threatened or come up, comes up with things that like he's threatened. So everybody's in danger now. Uh, every single person outside Ukrainian border is not safe. Uh, the civilized world is not safe. China understands it now, I think. Um, so it's important that 
you know, we, we live our lives now keeping that in mind, that there's so much more here than just losing the territory, the civilians, the military, well, you know, it's about the world's security architecture. It will crumble. He will do it. He does not care. He is not afraid. He will destroy everything he needs to destroy in order to achieve his insane goals of whatever. So that has to be kept in mind. And, and that has to be kept in mind by the world leaders who are only now, only during this week, start to, they just start to see what we've been telling them for the past eight years. Sadly, our predictions come true. And I hate for my prediction to come true, but that's just an experience of living next to Russia. So, so that is very important. Implications for the entire world are very real. Thank you. Thank you so much. Aura. Thank you so much. Uh, very sobering. Very sobering. And my heart is, um, yeah, my heart is very, my heart is breaking. I don't want to lie. Um, I can't lie to you. My heart is genuinely breaking. Um, this is bigger than all of us. And I am, I, I think the people, after listening to this conversation, the people who are taking up arms and who are fighting to avoid this very dark potential future, you know, should deserve so much of our respect, so much of our support, because there are people right now as we are talking who are fighting and giving their lives to defend Ukraine's future and to, to defend the world's future. I saw... Um, it was a poster, a couple, I think it was yesterday or the day before yesterday, that was about how Ukraine at the moment is is leaving the world, which, you know, I think in its own way is is very true because Melania, as you've, have you, as you've painted this picture, is a very dark picture ahead if Putin wins and if he feels that he can do whatever he likes. So I think, you know, we, we should continue to keep our thoughts and prayers um and continue to share our strength and our and our support to the people who are giving of their lives right now as we speak and um i think you know maybe to just on a, on a final personal note i would say what what keeps you going as much as you've made peace with the fact that the future is very dark if it goes if 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 ukraine falls under the control of putin what keeps you going? What what gives you hope? What hope do you hold on to that can take you beyond spiraling? You know, I know it's hard. I know it's hard when you're I'm not there, so forgive forgive me if I'm not shaping my words correctly. But what are you holding on to that gets you to wake up every day and to take your next breath? Well, uh, A, we don't have another option. Like, that's all we ever know. My country is, my freedom is very important to me. The freedom of my country is very important to me. Uh, people have laid down their lives for, for, for hundreds of years for this. And this is a, we have to make it up to those people anyway. And the second is uh, the troops, uh, specifically those that I know. That my, Every morning I wake up at around six o'clock. And I, my first three messages are not to my mom, who was with me, and not to my grandma, who was like nearby. It's to uh, commanders of three units that are currently dispersed throughout Ukraine. One of them is in Kiev. The other one is uh, a bit more eastern. Can't tell you where for sure, but yeah. 
and then another one as well. And I ask them, how was the night? How is everything okay? Did you, is everything fine? And they reply to me after some time. And uh, if they don't, my day is ruined. Uh, I once messaged my friend. They were in uh, in uh, eastern part of Ukraine. And I messaged her around 8. And she's a, she's a paramedic, military medic. And she didn't reply until like 2.30. And my heart was sinking. Uh, so for these people, I have to try. And for others like her, I need to try. Um, so uh, they protect me. They protect their children, their wives, um, and everybody who deserves it. And everybody deserves it. So these are the people that, that make me get up from bed every morning. Because believe me, uh, there have been moments where I'm like, no, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Underslept, underfed, exhausted mentally and physically. But then I re remember about these guys. And uh, I have to. I, would, I, I can't let them down. I have to do what I have to do. So. Actually, you're the same with me because I'm always uh, thinking of people who are in Kiev right now, like my, my dearest friends, not only in Kiev, but all over the country because like uh, because of my uh, activity, because of judicial reform and my previous activity, I know lots of people from different parts of UXY. I'm trying to check if everything is okay with them. But I would like to point out, like, uh, you could uh, you could accept this as a position, but again, uh, I, I, will, I will try to explain. Actually, I would like to have Ukraine. Not only because uh, this is a historical path of Ukrainians, we were trying, we were desiring, and battling for our country for ages. I just see that my country can be prosperous and I see the future if Putin goes away or dies or whatever what, what he would like to do, but not to, like seizing Ukraine. So uh, I would like to have my country. I don't want to live anywhere else in the planet, really. I don't want to escape to the US, to any country. Lots of friends of mine from Europe are inviting, of course. So you can flee, you can uh, like just sleep at nights, normally but i just do not want i i want my country i want my country to be independent not to be a part of russia of course like no way i just do not want to be like them because there is no freedom there is no democracy there is nothing and ukraine had all of things before eight days before so i would like to have my country to to resist to oppose and to win of course thank you so much you should you should both know that the world wakes up now checking the phones and hoping that Kiev is still <laughs> holding the ground. So we're all with you. And when all these uh, people from all over the world are thinking the same thing, I don't I don't see any other way than than winning. So with with all my all my thoughts go to you, and I think a lot of millions and millions of thoughts are going to you every morning when they wake up. Aura, how do we keep the hope alive? <laughs> It's hard, hard, and I think I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug in. Um, it's probably one of my favorite quotes about hope, and it's from Desmond Tutu, and he says, "Hope being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness." And I feel that every day when I see a picture, um, you know, there's there's certain journalists that I follow from Ukraine, um, and who every morning I always five five thirty in the morning I always check, and they always post a picture of the sunrise in uh, Kiev and I always think of that quote that it is just that glimmer of light despite all the darkness I mean sunrise is is both the darkest and the most beautiful time because it's when the sun is just coming up so I think um, we continue to pray we continue to think of and and stand with Ukraine and 
as Melania said, hope is all that's there. That's that's the only choice at this point, because to give up hope is to basically admit defeat. And I don't think we're there yet. So I think the world stands with you um, here all the way in Zimbabwe. If it means anything, I stand with you. Um, and I think everyone wants this to end. And I know it's a long way away. It feels like it's just getting worse and so it is getting worse and worse. But I'm hoping that the more the world continues to stay, you know, abreast with what's happening, like you said, to avoid fatigue of, you know, the, the social media fatigue and where it just becomes another hashtag and another story, hopefully through the Humans for Ukraine project, that we will continue to show the human side of what's happening outside of just the tweets, outside of just what we see on the news. And that if we continue to combine our efforts all around the world, that will continue to uphold hope. Um, so those are sort of my last words. Thank you so much, Melania and Yulia, for taking the time to just talk to us at such an insanely crazy, hectic, exhausting time to actually sit down with your phone and say, I'm going to join a Twitter space. I am so deeply grateful and so full of respect for you. Thank you for sharing your stories. Um, Diana, I, I don't know how you'd like to close our space. Yeah, by announcing that this is just our first space, first of many, and we would uh, continue to give voices to the people of Ukraine, to the humans for Ukraine, as our as our project is called. We invite you to to check up the the stories we received. I I have to give a warning before you you read them and go through them. They are heartbreaking, but full of hope because just as you saw or heard, more likely Tatiana, Melania, and Yulia, the 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 humans of Ukraine are very very hopeful and are a fighter in, in there is a fighter inside each of them and that's how it should be because the whole world is behind you and supporting you as much as we can and uh, log on to tcnglobalnet.net follow us on social media for the stories spread the world if someone wants to make their story from ukraine heard and uh, follow us for the next event Thank you so much, ladies, for this wonderful evening. It's been a ladies' night, even if we didn't plan it. So girl power more <laughs> now. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for everything you're doing. Take care. Stay safe. Have, have a good night, everyone. Bye. Take care. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye.